sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Hour two of fantasy sports today. Excuse me, sorry. A preview of tonight's Thursday night football game between the Patriots and Los Angeles Rams. That's what we have coming up for you. little fantasy or reality as well. The latest in football, baseball, of course, a little basketball news as well. We break it all down for you. And for most, Joe, the fantasy football playoffs could potentially start tonight. I know you're filling in for Scotty for all over the holidays, but it's a little too early for you to start doing the voice here. You can't can't do that. (laughs) Okay, nobody touches Scotty. He's his own guy. Uh, you can't you can't duplicate him, so don't try. Uh, but yes, fantasy playoffs start tonight. Big news there, and uh, obviously uh, a lot of injuries things still looming out there. CMC still questionable. Whether or not you're going to get Brandon Cooks to play, whether or not uh, it seems like a foregone conclusion you're not going to get Joe Mixon back. So uh, if you were still hoping for that, that's probably not going to be the case. So still some things lingering out there too, and there's always still time for that. Oh, that late Friday positive COVID test run where all of a sudden everything goes into chaos and we're still waiting for some clarity as well from those Carolina wide receivers, which could impact that game as well. So still some loose ends here as we sit here on Thursday. But uh, yes, we are kicking off the fantasy playoffs and we're doing it right. And hopefully you're playing the next three weeks and not week 17 because no good comes of week 17 championships. I don't know how many years I got to say it, but people still do it. I don't know what people are thinking about, Craig. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's take a look at the headlines for today. Patriots-Rams tonight, Thursday night football. Interesting game. I'm sure we'll be watching a couple college football games as well, by the way. Florida Atlantic Southern Miss being one of those. As we mentioned, the fantasy football playoff start. Browns and Giants will play next Sunday night on Sunday night football instead of Dallas and San Francisco. That was a really good uh, piece of news, I thought. better, Much better game mm-hmm. that they're going to play there. Dallas Mavericks. Expected to release J.J. Barea, former champion, of course. A great player for a long period of time. Good player, I would say. It's probably uh, more fair than great. But unfortunately, his career looks like it's coming to an end after 14 years. And Ohio State does get their opportunity to play in the Big Ten title game. It's one of those weird years, Joe, where some teams are going to have 10 games played. Some games are gonna, some teams are going to have six, four, and the like. But that's kind of where we're at in 2020. I do believe Ohio State is probably one of the best four teams in the country. I can also understand if teams like Florida, Cincinnati, and even Texas A&M feel like they're getting jilted a little bit. But it's not an easy decision to have to make. No, it's not. There's no perfect this year in COVID sports. That's for sure. So the best thing you can do is try to hope that you get the best teams at the end of the day fighting out for championships. And I will say this. I think all of us look at the Major League Baseball season as totally legitimate. It was only 60 games, but it was fun. I mean, it was chaos at times, but it was fun. We got a legitimate champion. And I think if we get any combination of the four teams that we're talking about, or even one of those peripheral teams, if it ended up being one of them and not Ohio State at the end of the day, you know what? I think that would be great, too. You know, we're going to get football. We're going to get college football playoff. We're going to have a national champion. We're going to have a Super Bowl champion. It might not be exactly how we thought we'd all get there. By the end of the day, we're getting there. And I know it's been tough, and I know we've kind of slogged through here, but the hope is next year when you have vaccines and you have them going out there that this will be hopefully something we can put behind us and move forward. And you're going to get more, I would say, of a regular baseball season, more of a regular, hopefully, NBA and NHL season as well. And and going back to the Browns, if I may, for a second, I don't know about you, Craig, but I cannot remember the last time we saw back-to-back primetime games 
for the Cleveland Browns. They're playing Monday night this week as we welcome in our radio audience here to Sports yeah. Channel Fantasy Sports today. The Cleveland Browns not only are got flexed next Sunday, but they're playing this Monday. So back-to-back national games for the Cleveland Browns, and I'm excited about it. I think this game this week against the Ravens is going to be fun, and I got to tell you, uh, hopefully Daniel Jones is back and healthy. I know that's another big piece for some super flex teams as well, because Daniel Jones has been running the ball all over the place, and Giants offense at times with Gallman and Shepard have been pretty good. Even Ingram's had some decent games uh, here in the second half. But my goodness, Giants, Browns, if I told you this was going to be flexed to Sunday night game all the way in week 15, if I told you this week one, you'd think I'm crazy, right? you definitely think I'm nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Cleveland's played fantastic. Look, any way that you look at it, they've had a couple of bad games all season long. They've played exciting football for the most part this season. They've been in a lot of games, even in the ones that they've lost. They they run the ball real well, and and I think that they're going to be in there in the end. I don't think that their season is done by by any stretch. Now, in terms of the Giants, if you're going to take Dallas off on Sunday night football, you better throw a New York team on Sunday night, and they did here <laughs> in the case of the Giants. And and look, they. Uh, they can beat any team in the NFL. I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but they've listen. If you're covering that many spreads like the Giants are all season long, it doesn't necessarily tell you that they're a good team, but they're going to keep games close, and they have for the most mm-hmm. part all season. I think the Giants probably look back on the first few weeks of the season and say, "Had we held on to the football a little bit, not turned it over, mm-hmm. our record would be a little bit better." But they have their work cut out for them against Cleveland. They have their work cut out for them because the Washington football team's playing very well too. So I, I think that this is compelling. If I had to guess, Sunday night football, week 17, we're going to see either Washington or the Giants play the last game of the football season to determine if they're in or out. It just seems like it's trending that way where both of those teams are going to have to win every game the rest of the year to get in. One of the teams will have pressure to win on that last game, and that's who they'll place on Sunday night. Those do or dies are always fun. So hopefully that will be the case. All right. Well, we have plenty more to come here on the show. Coming up next, we're going to dive into the Thursday night game against the spread with New England and uh, the Los Angeles Rams. And then we're going to take a look at the AFC here on the show. Yesterday we did the NFC. Today we're going to look at the AFC. The FanDuel odds to make the playoffs for the Baltimore Ravens, Miami Dolphins, and Las Vegas Raiders. And then uh, we'll hit on a little fantasy or reality. We'll touch on the hot stove. And then Joe will uh, we'll come back here on the show, of course, tomorrow, break down everything in fantasy football and get you ready for the weekend edition, and Joe, of course, will be a part of that Sunday morning, 8 a.m. We'll be right back. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig and Joe here with you. It's time for us to take a closer look at the 2020 NFL playoffs. And certainly tonight's game is going to be a huge factor in this one as the Patriots will take on the Los Angeles Rams. And the total is 48 and a half in this game. Actually, the line did go down as far as what I saw over on FanDuel. Rams minus four and a half. And Joe, look, this is this is really not something that uh, I'm going to enjoy doing here, but I do have to go into my wallet. And, and I and I do have to just go against whatever you're going to say here. I'm sorry. It's just it's, it's just part of being. It, it's just Fair. part of it. Like, it's look, fair. I mean, it's it's gotten to the point here where it is. Um, what it is. 
you know so, so you know some some people have kryptonite superman mm-hmm. fought through it look and the rams are just not your friend they are just not well, your friend they are my enemy they are my enemy look i'll do a quick sat analogy for everybody out there uh joe pizapia is to the rams as craig mish is to notre dame there you go that's it we just we we both have our kryptonites this year and it's been a rough go uh, luckily, I have been uh, more embarrassed because uh, the Rams play more games than Notre Dame does, and, and every week, it's a uh, it's a big fat L for me when it comes to this. But I'm yeah. gonna say this: in terms of wagering on this game, it feels like an easy Patriots side, doesn't it? Because the Pats always do kind of come down to the end of the game, and we've said it here on the show every single week because every single week is true. It's always that last possession, one way or another. Except, of course, for last week which was a, a very strange anomaly. And I don't think we're going to take anything out of last week necessarily. But this is a fascinating contest because you got these two teams who match up in the Super Bowl a few years ago with uh, a very different rosters here. You know, no Todd Gurley anymore, no Tom Brady or Rob Gronkowski anymore. And, you know, in that Super Bowl, Bill Belichick really outcoached, I thought, Sean McVay. It was kind of a chess match, that entire game, between two brilliant football minds. And, and, I, and I do think Sean McVay is a brilliant football mind. I do. Anybody who can remember a play that they ran in a game six years ago at a certain point. I mean, that is just an incredible mind period, let alone a football mind. And I think McVay probably sticks in his crawl a little bit that he lost that Super Bowl to Bill Belichick. And if you are McVay and the Rams, this is your opportunity right now to kind of exact a little revenge. This is your chance right now with the Arizona Cardinals struggling with the San Francisco 49ers looking like a team that, you know, is not ready to compete this year. I, I got to tell you, it feels more and more, especially after Seattle loses, that the Rams have to look at this game and say, this is our playoffs here. We win this game. We are in a really good position now going forward for the close of the season. And although the Patriots are still mathematically in it, even if they win this game, still a lot of other things and a lot of their dominoes have to fall. And I, I just, I'm very skeptical of that. But I do think knowing the Patriots, they're going to keep this close. The fact that it's a Thursday night game, too, and there's always the strange anomalies that happen on Thursday night in the short week. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong, they did not travel back and forth. They stayed in L.A. for the last week, correct? The Patriots, because they played the Chargers and Rams, same building. So I don't they're not moving back and forth. So I don't know if that's a positive. I don't know if that's a negative. Not sure how that affects them here. But for me, I think it would be the, the Patriots covering and the Rams winning this football game. So, Craig Mish, you should go out right away and just. Do the opposite. There you go. He's got the phone. <laughs> it's going the bookie. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, give me the Rams. Um, yeah, no, I'm sure. Yeah, no, positive. <laughs> okay, it's fair. Good. It's fair. You're welcome. Yeah, no, everybody. I agree. Patriots. Patriots is it. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> like Patriots to Tonight cover, sure. not to win. To cover. That's all. To cover. Sure. Not to win. Yeah. Sure. What happens if I'm right tomorrow? Do I get that $5 bill that was uh, flashing there? <laughs> First of all, it was 100 <laughs> Oh, it was 100 I didn't even say, oh, look at it. Whoa, Craig Mish. Look at Craig. Big spinner. Second Craig of all, second of all, you get zero. You've been wrong like 13 <laughs> weeks in a row on the Rams. You basically get, well, you, you, you basically have to do this all the next year, and then you get the money. Yeah. You could, if, if, I'll <laughs> well, tell you what, you if you get – if you get ten, if you get ten of them right next year, I'll I'll give you the money. No, it's been hey, um, look. If the Rams are the only thing this year that I'm just embarrassingly bad about, I'll take it. I'll take the. I'll take it. That's fine. The Rams are, you know, look. It. I'm sorry. They're just an enigma to me for some odd reason. And 
I mean, it's not, it's not just me. You ask other football people. They don't have a great See, that's about where you keep. That's where you just can't take your loss because you keep you keep saying it for everybody. You, you were almost there. You, you almost did it perfectly. You almost said to me, but then you have to throw everybody else in there. No one feels this way like about the Rams. Right, you feel good about the Rams? So what, what's your call They're on the Rams good. today? They're a good team. They're good? Okay. They've won, I mean, they have the second best record in the NFC, right? It's fair. They are. Do you think you you love Jared Goff? You're a big fan. I I, I, don't, I listen. I don't I don't have a clue if they're going to go far. Or go, <laughs> yeah, I mean I I don't love them, but but I, but the notion that everybody doesn't know about the Rams is not correct. I didn't say everybody. I did not say everybody. Other I said people, other I'm not alone in being frustrated by the Rams. Andrew Erickson was just talking about it too. I can't believe, you know, he just made another comment about the Rams. Maybe it's us Patriot guys. We just can't figure out the Rams. Maybe it's that. Maybe we just can't figure it out. But, you know, this is fun because you got the Listen. old and the new coach. You got a fun narrative here going on. But even if the Patriots win this football game, they are not relevant, I think, in terms of playoffs. And then the worst thing that the Patriots could do probably this year as an organization is be eight and eight and miss the playoffs. And I feel like that's probably what's going to happen to them. Eight and eight, miss the playoffs, sour any kind of good potential draft pick. You're not going to be able to get a, a quarterback where you are in that draft then. And I, I don't know. I got, I just, you know, it's kind of frustrating to sit back as a Patriots fan for this game because you don't know what to root for. You win this game, great, okay. You probably win one more at some point. And then you're 8-8, eight and eight, and then probably then tiebreakers you end up getting, you know, taking the L on. So I don't know. I think there's just no win for the Patriots here in this one, even if they win this game, because I think it's like a 7% chance or 8% chance of them making the playoffs, even if they win tonight. So it's it's very frustrating. Well, I hope so. I hope that tonight is the night we can put it to rest where the Patriots just cover, not even a win. And we'll give you the full – I think the line is four and a half, but we will give the five. You know, we should probably just give seven just to make it even juicier here tonight. <laughs> Why but, stop there? Um, Let's do ten. <clears throat> I mean, we should do, we should do like 50. We, we gotta, I mean, it'll probably be 40. It'll probably be 51 nothing if that's the case. All right, fine. on to the props we go. You guys know where to go with that game. On the props, over under 180 and a half passing yards for Cam Newton. He seems to be rushing a lot. So I, I don't know. I, I suppose for New England, uh, this is, feels like Lamar Jackson again from the other night. It feels like for New England to win this game, it's a lot of Cam Newton running again. Uh, again, I don't really get involved in the props market that often, but I'd lean under 180 and a half. I mean, he hasn't gotten over 85 the last two games, right? I mean, 130. <laughs> Seems pretty high to me. Uh, I I gotta I have to at least assume this is going to be under just because of the trend of what's going on. If you're winning football games a certain way and that's what you're doing, you think Belichick's going to get away from that? It's not usually his mo. If it's working, it's working. Play defense, hold the football, run out clock. That's what they're going to do. It's not exciting football to watch. It's not like watching the Chiefs. I can tell you that much. But it's certainly what they're at least having success success with the last few weeks. So you have to keep doing it. All right, and then the wide receiver props for the Rams. We have Woods and Cup. It, it seems like Woods is the more safer one on an over here at 60 and a half. Cup could hit 200 for all we know. The guy sometimes has these monster, monster games. But the Patriots seem to play pretty solid uh, defense, especially from their cornerbacks. So uh, throwing darts here for me on the props tonight. I'm not your guy for this. I'll say over on Woods, and I'll say under on Cup. Yeah, what makes Cup difficult is you're right. He could have 200 yards and he could have 20, you know, that that inconsistency. So I think the safer bet is certainly the over on Woods if you have to go between the two of them. But 
look, you know, the, the other thing about Woods is he makes his own yards, you know, and, and that is always something I love in fantasy and in terms of prop betting, too. It should make you feel good, too, because even with limited targets, his uh, yards after the catch are very solid this year. It's one of the best in the league. So why not put some stock in that? So I think that would be the way I would go as well. All right. Well, coming up next, it's time to take a look at the AFC as we have the Ravens, Dolphins, and Raiders, all with legitimate chances to make the playoffs. The Ravens' chances were significantly improved with their win the other night. The question is, can Miami or Las Vegas jump in? We'll talk about that next right here on Fantasy Sports Today. Make sure you stay on the grid. Follow us on Twitter at SportsGrid, at SportsGrid Radio, at Craig Mish, at Joe Pizza 17 We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. <laughs> yeah, 500 more. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well- <laughs> oh goodness oh and that's what happens that's called karma we lost craig because he gilded the lily he pushed the joke a little too hard and all of a sudden the feed the karma of the feed and the joke that was funny in one segment trying to bring it back for a second that's what happens remember this boys and girls it's all fun and games but if you push it too far what happens you get cut off because i got a couple cousins who uh, may or may not uh, run the back end here at the network, which is uh, pretty funny. But we're talking, or at least I'm talking now, about odds for the playoffs. That's right. We did a little NFC yesterday. Well, how about a little AFC today? And we'll see if we get Craig Mish back on the line here. Perhaps this is his timeout for mocking me live on television week in, week out. But but, uh, I digress. Let's move on here and let's talk about the Baltimore Ravens. So the Ravens right now stand at minus uh 158 here to make the playoffs and uh excuse me 156 and then no plus 128 the remaining schedule for those baltimore ravens they play the browns on the road then they're going to play the jaguars at home the giants at home and then on the road to whatever's left of the cincinnati Bengals in week 17. so Let's have a sit down and talk about the Ravens. Now, if you believe that the Ravens are going to beat the Browns on Monday Night Football this week, then this is the time to bet yes. And even though you are laying money, it's only going to get worse. Okay, if they beat the if they beat the Cleveland Browns on Monday night, this is going to get worse quickly. Okay, because you would look at the rest of the schedule. You figure you've definitely got a W against Jacksonville. You've definitely got a W against Cincinnati. I mean, anything can happen. It's the NFL. We all know that. But there's certainly the opportunity here, at the very least, for two wins. Where's that third one coming from for sure? Now, you could say maybe it's the New York Giants, potentially. That's certainly possible. But the way the Giants play so tough, you never know. But it's really this game against the Cleveland Browns that's going to make the difference. And as we welcome back Craig Mish from his timeout of karma, making fun of me yet again, Uh, We'll see if he is ready now to get his two cents. Because, Craig, I think looking at this scenario with the Cleveland Browns game Monday night, if you believe the Ravens are going to beat the Browns, well, this is the time to get in on the yes on the Ravens. And if you really think they're going to not (laughs) beat the Cleveland Browns, well, this is your time to get no, because you look at the rest of the schedule and it's pretty clear where the wins and losses are after this week. So what's your take on an upcoming schedule here? They've got Cleveland. 
They've got the Giants. They've got Jacksonville and the Cincinnati Bengals to close things out. Yeah, the the, the Mac. I went over my max bet there on uh, on there. So <laughs> I I there. Tried to get ten thousand and it wouldn't. It couldn't get it. Uh, okay, to the Ravens. That's where we're at here. That's what I missed. Okay, uh, look, the Ravens at this point. That was such a big win for them the other night. And look, moving forward. They've sort of already gotten rid of a lot of the hard games on their schedule. So uh, for me, it would probably be yes. I don't have a lot of faith that they're going to get far into the NFL playoffs here in 2020, but I will say that they have a good shot to get in. And then I guess, Joe, the question is, which of the final two teams between the Raiders and Dolphins get in? And it's all about what you feel two weeks from uh, Sunday, because when those or Saturday, excuse me, Saturday, when those Mm -hmm. two teams face off, I think the winner gets in, right? Isn't that pretty much it? Uh, look, well, for the Miami Dolphins right now, I, I think, think this week they're going to get their doors blown off when we're looking at the Dolphins. And then the uh, I, like, I just think that Kansas City is just in a different universe than this team. And maybe I'm in the minority and maybe I'm not giving the Miami Dolphins enough credit, but I, I give them some credit here. I think Miami has played well. I, I said the defenses look good. I have real concerns, though. If you get into a shootout here, potentially, do we really think that Tua can take this offense into a shootout with Patrick Mahomes? I just think unequivocally the answer is no. And I am not trying to in any way disparage what Miami's been able to do. They've played well with the, the teams that they've had on the schedule, but this is the defending Super Bowl champs. This is the MVP coming into town. And to me, I think when you take the loss here and you look at the rest of the schedule here, they are going to play the Patriots, which should be a highly contested game. They're going to play the Bills and they're going to play the Raiders. Now, If you lose to the Chiefs and you lose to the Bills, which I think might be foregone conclusions at this point, at least for me, then it becomes really dicey for them. And and I don't know. Personally, I think the no is a better bet right now just because of what I've seen out of Tua. Now, this can change on a dime if they pull two out of this game and Fitzpatrick comes in and he is the kind of quarterback that can throw the ball downfield right now and make that sort of uh, a contest in terms of a shootout because we've seen him do it many many times in our lives but i don't know i think this is a really dicey wage right now i'll tell you what i feel much better about the raven side of things and the clarity there than i do about the dolphin side uh, two or three two of the three of these teams get in am i right with that or no uh i believe oh it depends on what happens tonight but yes theoretically yes mm. right new england would be the fourth team that we would talk mm-hmm. about here yeah so um i think miami is better than the raiders I do. I think Miami is better than the Raiders. And I think that, boy, I'm trying to get creative here with this. I suppose that in the game uh, coming up, uh, man, I wish I would have known where this game is uh, coming up next week. I'm assuming it's in Las Vegas, the the Raiders Uh, Dolphins game. The Raiders Raiders are at home this week against Indianapolis. Then they are at home again against the Chargers, at home against the Dolphins. The one road game they have remaining is against the Broncos. Right. So um, I'm trying to think of a way to hedge. I kind of favor favor the Raiders because of that schedule, because they have three or their four games at home. I think that certainly helps. Um, I don't know, you know, what Miami quarterback will get there by the time they play them in two weeks, because, I mean, you would think it's still going to be Tua, but we're not certain of that. And. Look, in terms of what the Raiders have done so far, they've played well. They played well last week, despite the fact that the Jets came back to that game and despite it getting close at the end. At least the Raiders' offense started to look like the Raiders' offense again. The problem is the defense is banged up. A lot of players are down in the secondary. Abram's been hurt. You know, so right now I think it's 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 tougher for them to play teams with have really good, uh, you know, 
really good wide receiving cores, really good, you know, could stretch the field. Like the Chargers might give them a problem. But the Broncos, I don't think the Broncos give them a problem necessarily. We'll see if the Colts do this week with T.Y. Hilton, who's been healthier. But honestly, Craig, I think if I have to pick two of the three, I'm picking the Raiders and I'm picking the the Ravens based on who the Ravens have left on their schedule too. I think Miami's in for a little bit of a wake-up call right now. Yeah, I, I think that for me, what this comes down to is all about the game in two weeks. I don't think that these two teams are going to separate themselves. I think mm-hmm. that in two weeks, we'll be sitting here talking about who wins and who gets in. I'm trying to think of a creative hedge that you could potentially do, but there really isn't one on the side of the Raiders. So it would be more on the side of the Dolphins for me. I'm betting plus 114 on them to get in and then going into that game uh, being an underdog. And then I suppose that um, you would bet the Raiders against the spread and you have the Dolphins at plus 114 to make the playoffs. So if the Raiders win, then you make money. And if the Dolphins win, you make money too, because you would have already had a bet on them to make the playoffs at plus 114. That's the best way that I could go about this. I I, uh, did not see the same way as you with Raiders and Jets last week. I did not think the Raiders played well. Yeah, offensively, they scored some points like everybody else in the NFL against the Jets. Offensively, it was good for them to bounce back after after what happened to them in Atlanta. Well, look, after after Derek Carr put up 1.6 fantasy points, yeah, it was good to see Derek Carr and Darren Waller have the the biggest game of his uh, career, uh, you know, last week. Yes, that was positive. But look, the the make no mistake about it, the Raiders are banged up too with Josh Jacobs too. Not having him a hundred percent is, or even on the field potentially this week is is a huge loss. So you know the Raiders are banged up right now, but I think the home games and the travel schedule play a little bit into the. I'll, I'll ask you this question: Do you think that Cleveland? or Baltimore comes out Monday night as the victor? Because pretty much, I feel like if Baltimore wins guess. that game, they're, a so if you think Baltimore is a yes, then now is the time to bet No, Baltimore I said it's a yes. I have no idea. Oh, it's a guess. Oh, I thought you said it's a yes. My, my, That's a uh, look, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's coming down to a fascinating set of circumstances here for these teams. And if New England wins tonight, it gets even trickier because now right. New England plays, so in back-to-back weeks then, the Miami Dolphins have to play the Patriots, Followed right after that, playing the Raiders. <laughs> followed right after that, playing the Bills. I mean, that is a that is a really tough schedule then potentially for them. And 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 I don't know, but what you've seen out of Tua so far, and I, I am a big fan of Tua. I was in college, but so far, I would think after that first initial kind of onset where you know everyone goes, okay, well, what's this kid? And we see him, and usually that first real start is the one where people get excited about, and then more tape gets out on you, and guys find your weaknesses, and they start to scheme against you a little bit, but. He doesn't look great, I think, running this offense in some time. I mean, heck, he even got pulled from that game a couple weeks ago in Denver. So between the injury, between the inconsistency, I don't know. I'm looking around here, and and Lamar Jackson could put on a show like he did the other night and carry this team. You know, Derek Carr and the Raiders, for the most part, most of this year have been pretty good. Can they hold it together at the end? I think it's a better chance of you selling me on Tua taking this offense of the Miami Dolphins and being able to beat teams like the chiefs and beat teams like the bills. It's just a hard sell for me right now. Right. But they don't need to. That's the point. They can lose both those games. And if they beat the Raiders, they're going to the playoffs. I mean, that's what's going to happen. They also have to, well, they also have to meet the Patriots defense too. That's not going to be an easy out. I just, I don't know. If I see the, if the Raiders. Go, if the Raider, what, what happens if the dolphins and Raiders are tied at the end of the season and Miami has the win over the Raiders? Well, that's it. I guess it's all going to come down to for both teams. So, so all this is for not. So you think the Raiders, so the Raiders hosting the Dolphins, what's your line in that game? Raiders by Ooh. two and a half? Maybe a little more. 
Maybe three, okay. three and a half. But again, some things that could happen this week. I, I agree with you with the Dolphins. Look, they're not going to, Dolphins are not going to stay uh, into a 41 40 game with the Chiefs. But as long as they don't go down big, I think that they can hang with them. But if once they're down big, then yeah, I think that that, that would be the end. But, and, and again, I like the Raiders probably more than the Dolphins do on the field this year. But the reality is, is that all of this, I do believe, is for that game in two weeks. Because no matter what yeah. their records are, as long as they're within a game of each other, it's coming down to that. Okay, we'll be back with a little fantasy or reality. Make sure you stay on the grid. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid. We get ready to wrap it up on tomorrow's show. Howard Bender will join us on the program. We'll cry about the Super Contest results from last week. Also take a look at this week's. And then Jim Sanis will help us out with a little DFS. And Joe, I know that I said last week that I thought that I was done playing DFS for the season. Oh, I, I couldn't help myself. And I did go back in, and I did put five dollars in, and and I did win again. So five oh, more dollars yeah. in my pocket. Did you have it's been a Montgomery? huge year. I think my account is like it must be like eighty bucks, bucks at Fanduel right Ooh. now. It's fantastic. You know, I mean, all jokes aside, if somebody just plays every week, or you play a lineup or two, and you come out the other end a hundred bucks positive on the year, that's a good job for just everybody out there just playing daily fantasy and everybody has different expectations of FanDuel and you know who's going to win life-changing money and all that stuff but the reality is a lot of people just want to play for fun and don't want to put too much time and effort into it but if you if you could put enough to listen to shows like this or you know some of the, the great other things we have going on here at the network or some of the podcasts and things like that that I host I think it's very possible for you to come out on the on the good positive side and even you know recoup some of the money maybe made in season-long football this year that did not come to fruition so you know, I, I all joking aside, I think if anybody's up a hundred bucks playing one lineup a week or two lineups a week in a contest or two, that's a pretty good year of, of and look, maybe it tells you you should play more. I don't know if you're doing it right. Did you have David Montgomery in your lineup last week? Two weeks in a row. Did you have Jefferson? Did mm. you have Kirk Cousins? What'd you have? I had How'd Jefferson and took him out. I had Jefferson oh. and took him out. Oh, yeah. brutal. brutal. Who did I have that was so good? I had Rodgers. Adams, mm, yeah, the Rogers Adams grouping. That was another group we talked about. So yeah, quite a bit too. Um, Just smash, smash button on those two. Running back, running back. Who do I, who do I have at running back? I, I don't know. Maybe Chubb last again. Week running, I mean, last good. week running back was a little trickier. Last week it was a little trickier. Once again, James. You know Robinson, who I had that was good? Chenault on Jacksonville. That was one that mm-hmm. was good for me. Oh, and I had uh, the t- the Washington tight end. I think that's why. Oh, Logan that's Thomas. Well, he played yeah, on. I think that's why. Yeah, on the oh no 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 no! Oh, I have him on my season-long team, Furster. Furster, uh, I, you know what? What am I even? I don't even know. I have no idea. But I ended up making, making five bucks. Enough. That's what I know. Well, that's all that matters. At the end of the day, you could you know you can buy a new phone to call up your bookie now. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna call up my phone. I'm not picking up the phone anymore. This is the remote to my air conditioning. So if I can make a bet through the AC. <laughs> okay, so fantasy uh, cool reality. Mm-hmm. 
Is there anything else I could call? Here's my. This is this gives me the power to the iPhone. Oh, Martin, Hello, uh, you're turning in. You're, you're turning into your carrot top here at the end of the show. It's too many props. Just things to pick up in the office. We all know that you yeah. could probably name something, and I have it here. I, and that's standby. the terrifying Very thing close. about your office. Yes, we've it learned is. that over Very the year. It's unbelievable what is at your ready. I imagine your office looks like a hoarder's episode where everything looks it's really, really clean. bad. It is. It's bad. really perfect right it. now. Like all you see is the shot of Craig Mish and the lovely screen behind him and all this stuff, right? You got know, And then everywhere around him, it's like, you know, piles of things. There's toilet paper things. There's old Tupperwares. There's, you know, there, there's press. Oh, no, the, there's 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 uh, press passes laying around everywhere. Definitely press passes. The league. There's all kinds of things like that. And trophy, like, it's an episode chair. of Hoarders right around. Craig has to like jump into the chair in order to do the program every day. That's what happens. It is a small room. I will say that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fantasy or reality, shall we, to end the show? Um, let's start off with some baseball here. Rule five drafts done, by the way. Josh Bell will be a pirate on opening day. For those of you who are just football people who don't pay attention to baseball, Josh Bell two years ago was a star for the Pirates, and this past year not so much. He's kind of the last really good asset standing for the Pirates as they get ready to go through what probably will be a at least a three- or four-year rebuild would be a guess. They've now almost completely have gone the other way. So uh, Josh Bell, fantasy or reality? Let's start there. Well, there's two teams that make sense for me, uh, just off the top of my head. One is Washington. You know, I think they could use a little bit more meat in the middle of that order. I think everybody would agree on that. Soto's great. Trey Turner had a good season. But, you know, they kind of missed Anthony Rendon. They missed that RBI guy in the middle. And, and look, Josh Bell, I think, is a good player. I don't want to put him in that great tier. You know, two years ago, he had a great month of May. It was just staggeringly good, and he had a pretty good June. And then July and August, things just fell apart from then. So when you sit back and look at 2019, the overall stats look really good. But when you dig deeper, and that's the hallmark of the Black Book series, you start to go, oh, maybe not. This is not so great in terms of 2020 value. And sure enough, 2020 value wasn't great. However, I do think in the right lineup, he could make a lot of sense. And the other place for me that is fascinating because I feel like Josh Bell might be at kind of a, a low bargain price right now coming off the bad year would be Tampa. Now, I know they have Choi there, but I think Bell would be an intriguing guy too because there's a little bit of an unknown with the Rosa Reina right now and some of his extracurricular issues that they have to tend to. And they're going to need somebody else in the middle of that order. If you can get Josh Bell, and we always know if one team always has assets to trade because they got a great system, it's Tampa. So I think Tampa, for me, makes sense, and I think Washington makes sense. And I think both of them would be better served to make a deal like this now and not wait. So I'm going to say reality. He is somewhere else. And the Pirates would be better off moving on to and letting more of the young kids play. Get Cabrian Hayes up there at third. You know, get anybody else you can have up there. Start getting these guys some major league ready at bats here. And let's turn the page because I think you owe it to the fan base at this point. Yeah, for me, oh, I think when bookie. I look at Bell. There's your bookie. He's calling yeah. you. Is another thousand? I told another you. Thousand? No more. Um... <laughs> Banner show for me today. Let, let's uh, Tampa Bay's a platoon team. I don't see that happening. I think Washington is a very good suggestion there. I think the Nationals are um, are in a position right now where I, they're only a couple of pieces away from jumping right back into the playoffs. Right. I think so. I, I don't. I mean, I think that that's a, a good suggestion um, for a guy. By the way, they need somebody that can play first base clearly because the DH right now may not be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so could be could be uh watch i'll say uh will be a pirate opening day i'll say fantasy i think the right thing for the pirates to do is is just move this final piece 
because he is really the final piece. I, unless I'm missing somebody, I think he is kind of the last guy that they have that's worth anything. Unfortunately for mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, they're going to be bad for a number of years now. It's going to be years. So if you're a Pirates fan, I'm very sorry, but it's just mm-hmm. uh, your window is closed. Okay, now Drew Barrymore uh, the other day on uh, on her t- she has a television show. They've been talking about maybe getting together with Adam Sandler again to making another movie. They've made three together. Two of them I thought were really good. One was not great. And what we're going to do is wonder whether or not they should continue to make movies. There's some people who love all the movies they've been in. Again, I like two, and <laughs> I think that you probably know which two I liked. The third one was not yes. great. Fantasy or reality, they should stop making movies together. Uh, I think reality, they should stop. I think I look. They are for for you know lack of better comparisons we have. They're like modern day you know couples in 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 films that we used to see back in like the 30s and 40s you'd see those you know the garbos and gables and those kind of people together in movies and you you see Catherine hepburn spencer tracy we don't really we didn't grow up with that where you had a lot of people like tom hanks and meg ryan did a couple movies together but really this generation for romantic comedies has adam sandler and drew barrymore and they did two very good movies look i think wedding singer is a great movie i think wedding singer is hilarious love wedding mm-hmm. singer big fan I actually finally saw 50 First Dates with my kids this past uh, year in 2020 on quarantine. Good movie First too. time I actually had seen it. And I thought it was cute. I saw Good part movie. of the other one blended. And what I saw Not of it, good. I was like, I don't think I'm going to invest in this. So I'm going to say, Not let's good. get out before we, we go really south here. What do you think, Greg? Time to get out, right? Look, if, if it's going to be online like everything else these days, I'm going to say uh, fantasy, they should stop. I, I could use another movie. I don't care what it is. Whatever's on TV that's new these days because of the lack of production, mm-hmm. uh, look, I'll take it. My, my watching habits right now basically are on two shows, and it's that's rare for me. Usually it's a zero, but The Mandalorian and queen's gambit which will be over How's for queen's me pretty gambit soon going by the way you're you're enjoying has it uh, well, up we did not watch last night my daughter's in a uh upcoming she auditioned for a play and so that her and excellent. my daughter like sort of re uh reenact what what it's going to look like if she ends up getting one of the parts in this play so they were obsessed with that for three hours last night so i did not get a chance to watch queen's gambit i've made the promise and commitment that i would watch with her uh, so Mandalorian, Queen's Gambit, and then the show that you turned me on to uh, starts up, I guess, on January 4th. Um, uh, Cobra Kai is back in January, so that'll be the third, uh, the third show. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta get no, Shit's Creek in there. Off. Shit's Creek is hilarious. I, I can't you know what? Started that. that show and stopped. I have to start again. have to start that show oh, again. Yeah, so sure. funny. My goodness. So good. it, everyone it's says so that it's funny. gotta be good. So uh, I'm seeing fantasy. I'm, I'm in if they want to make another movie. I'm not going to okay. go to the movies to see it That's fair. even when things are normal again and whenever that is but online yes i would i would give it a click and and a play potentially all right uh finally uh nicholas cage is uh has a new show coming out here on netflix and so joe i'm going to need to know a little bit more about this but the reality is, <laughs> is that nicholas cage has not had anything watchable in a long time in movies or tv so his origin shows that are coming out is uh, is going to be interesting because it could just have some shock value would be a guess for me. So fantasy or reality, we will watch Nicolas Cage's swear origin shows. Uh, it, reality, I'm watching it. It's like six episodes and God knows I love a good swear word. Uh, I mean, you know, my, my father, I'm sure pretty much made up a few of them too. Uh, I think that's a very <laughs> Italian thing. You just make up a couple words. It don't even matter, but you can tell they're swear words. You can tell. I remember my grandfather swearing in Italian or saying things. Whenever the grandparents didn't want you to hear anything, all of a sudden, boom, 
they would flip that switch over to Italian and they'd have a huge conversation in front of me. You're like, what's going on? You knew it was heated. That's all you knew. But I'm sure there were some swear words in there. But I love this. I love a good swear word. I think it's an art form. And they say that smart people swear, so I must be brilliant. Uh, but what a fascinating career for Nick Cage, because once upon a time, like Nick Cage had had Face Off and he had Con Air come out in the same summer. Two all-time great fun action movies. And now he's doing this? Like, Nick Cage hasn't done a relevant movie in a long time. I know you had that National Treasure series and stuff like that, and like 5,000 of those. But think about that. Like, Nick Cage, in, back in the day, Nick Cage, Raising Arizona, some really great movies Nick Cage is in. And I'm, I'm hard-pressed to think of a good Nick Cage performance in the last few years. He's kind of become almost like, a, like an afterthought guy. But I feel like this is the perfect little niche thing for him to do to remind everybody that he's a fun, charming guy. And I, I imagine he's sitting by a fire with a book. And in, in telling us the origins of these things, and God knows I love documentaries, so I am all in. I want to understand the origins of these curse words. I think we'll all be better educated for it. Cursing is just another form of expression, an expression that I'm very good at. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to see Nick Cage doing something that I actually want to watch for a change because, man, you want to talk about direct-to-online or direct-to-streaming or direct-to-video stuff. Nick Cage right. become the king of that the last five years. It is not good. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, I'll probably say fantasy, but look, you never know. So, you know, the thing the thing for me is, I guess, I, I feel like in life, I'm a leader, but I feel like in entertainment, I'm a follower. <laughs> Meaning that I, I, I need to know that something is good before I'm going to invest in it, unless it's a live sport, which, of course, you have to. I mean, I, I hate going back and watching sports that are taped. So I love that excitement and I love things that are new. But when things come out for me, on television or in the movies, unless it's like Star Wars that I really want to see or, or just something that I know I'm going to see regardless, I'm always about letting somebody else see it first. And I know it's weak to go off somebody else's judgment for it, but I don't know. There's just not enough time in life for me to devote being the guy who is the one that watches it and then tells everybody else, oh, it's stunk, don't bother. I'm, just not, I'm, I'm usually the guy that somebody says, it's stunk, don't bother, and they go, and I go, Whew, glad I'm glad I didn't waste my that's time. That's fair. Look, we so, don't have a lot of time, you and I. That that's fair. You need to get in the Marvel universe though before the new Marvel universe begins again. That's something you got to take care of and do yourself. A I, it's very intimidating. A lot of movies, very intimidating. I know, but it's worth it. Trust me, you'll like it. It's really good. Okay, Sports Grid sixty is coming up next. I got to make a call. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right. Before we get out of here, we're going to turn it over to Joe for the Sports Grid 60, and then we'll be back here on the program tomorrow with Jim Sanis to give you the latest in DFS advice, and also Howard Bender, who uh, he and I are sharing an entry in the Las Vegas Super Contest. We've been going over the picks all season long. We're coming down to the wire here to see if we can make some money this year. Okay, let's turn it over to Joe. He's got the Sports Grid 60, and then I'll do mine, and then i got to make a call. <laughs> well, the 2018 quarterback draft class was a pretty good one, and it's constantly a draft class in motion, quite literally, because Baker Mayfield was the first one to get taken there, and we also had Sam Darnold go, and Josh Rosen was the third, and Josh Rosen is completely irrelevant right now in terms of football. Then later on in the first round, you had Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Now, Lamar's coming off an MVP, 
But Josh Allen is certainly having the better season this year. And we were kind of writing off Baker Mayfield heading into the year. And now he's got this Cleveland Browns team playing well again. And although it is a run first team, we can't deny that Baker Mayfield's out there making plays, which leaves one more guy to question about Sam Darnold. Where's Sam Darnold going to be next year? And I say next year because it would be shocking if the Jets didn't use that number one overall pick and just start fresh with a new quarterback, a new coach, a new regime. And that is probably what's going to happen. But what if they don't? I was talking with Benny Ricciardi about this the other day offline. I said, what if just maybe they took this pick, turned it into more picks, and kind of just rebuilt the entire team around Sam Darnold? Now that's possible. But highly unlikely, the one thing's for sure, this 2018 draft class still has some quarterback intrigue left in it. All right, I'll end with this. Uh, look, the, the Houston Rockets really need to get this James Harden situation figured out. And I'm not saying that they should trade him or they shouldn't trade him. But the longer they wait, the worse this is going to get. It's evident at this point that the player does not want to play there. And for all his deficiencies on defense... The truth is, is that you pair him up with one other star, and make no mistake about it, James Harden is a star, top five player in the NBA. Uh, they could potentially at least get to or even win a championship, but with the way that the Rockets have been handling this offseason, you got to understand, some of the players run the league. LeBron James runs the league. James Harden is among those players that run the league. So get James Harden to a good spot. Be done with this. We can all move on. Thanks to LTN, Brett, Danny, Ryan, my co-host Joe Pizza, I'm Craig Mish. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow.